This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our very first episode on Tide Chasers. First, I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Kwa. I'll be one of the hosts on the show this evening. And also, we're going to have my co-host, which I'm going to introduce in just a few moments. Um, now, real quick, you guys are just joining us now. I just want to let you guys know where you can find us. We're going to be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Alexa, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Castro, CastBox, and last but not least, pod chasing and soon to come we also do have an instagram channel find us at tide underscore chasers you'll be able to find us there we're going to have a facebook soon and sooner than later we're going to have a youtube channel where most of our podcasts and, and introductory videos will be loaded up there now once again this is your first time joining please make sure you guys subscribe to us like us share us and leave us a positive great review and also if you want to see other guests coming on and whatnot please make sure you let us know in the review section well, besides that, for me, not more any more of my rambling, I'm going to introduce my co-host, and he'll be on the show with me every single week. So make sure I'd like to introduce to you, Mr. Dan Mancari. How you doing, everybody? Welcome doing? to our channel. This has been a work in progress for us. We've been kicking around ideas about this for a long time now, and finally we've made it happen. Uh, we found that there was just basically a lack of content when we're out traveling around to listen to. Um, and fishing's taken off. I mean, the pandemic, pre-pandemic, you know, the, you didn't hear a whole lot about a few. There was a few big uh, podcasts related to fishing, but you didn't hear a whole lot about them. And then pandemic, everybody consumed podcasts like it was going out of style. So here we are, tie chasers. Um, my buddy Qua and I had this idea last year. We've been beating it back and forth, and we finally made it happen. A little bit about myself. I, I fish uh, freshwater, saltwater all over the place. Uh, I, I pretty much go the very tip of New Jersey all the way down to the Carolinas. And I plan to push that limit a little bit further this year. Uh, I fish for freshwater, saltwater. I started fishing when I was probably five years old with my mom at a little pond. Well, not, not so little, but uh, it's a pond in Delaware called Lum's Pond in Bear, Delaware. My mom would take us. My dad worked overnights at uh the General Motors plant in Boxwood Road in Wilmington. So my mom would be the play both parts and take us fishing. And it was great. So uh, I kind of let it 
let it go for a little bit. And then when I met my wife, um, my father-in-law was really into fishing as well. So it re-sparked that interest for me. So ever since then, I was probably 2011-ish where I started really getting back into it like heavy, like it consumed me and it still does. It consumes my, my wife will sit here and talk to me about it, consuming my every thoughts. Fishing outside of my family and work is my life. And here we are. This is why we're doing this. I totally understand. I'm probably in the same boat. You're going to hear my story in just a little bit. Um, but besides that, like, how often do you actually get out fishing? I know you have, you know, you have family, kids, responsibilities. Like, I know fishing is on your mind at least 99% of the time. But, like, uh, with your crazy schedule, how do you even fit that all in there? It's a, it's a balance. I do a lot of nighttime stuff just so I'm not choosing fishing over my family. Um, you know, I have three little kids. I have a wife. I have a pretty um, demanding job. So trying to find that little, little space of time to get my, my fix is, is, is definitely necessary. I, um, I probably right now it's been, I, I'm, I have a cold spell. I haven't been fishing in a while, so I, I need to get out. But typically I would say probably two, two times a week, I would say two big times a week, I would say like maybe a nighttime during the week. And then on Sunday I get out as well. How about yourself? I try to get out as much as I can, man. Anytime I'm not doing nothing at home, I mean, I'm, I got to get out. It's just one of those things, you know, but I mean, on average, I'd say three, maybe four, four days a week if I can get it in. But yeah, you know, summertime's with- a different scenario. Summertime, I probably will try and sneak an hour or two in, you know, every day if I can. So cool. Definitely looking forward to that, especially this year. Um, how's this pandemic been affecting you at all, you know? like fishing wise, like, have you gotten out as much than your usual or have, has it decreased a little bit more? At the very beginning of the pandemic, I was getting out a lot just because uh, we had shorter hours at work when, when things were getting slower, we were cutting out a little bit earlier. And, you know, I found the ability to move around a little bit better because there was less people out. And then it was like a switch flipped. Then everybody was out. And that's, that's where, that's where this comes into play is because there's so many new people coming into our sport. So many new people that are consuming, you know, videos and consuming podcasts. And that's why we want to bring everybody together, bring the community together. But for, as far as the pandemic goes, I don't feel I lacked any fishing time. I probably fished a lot more this past year than I have in previous years. So. So yeah, this pandemic, man, it caused a lot of people to pick up fishing as a hobby. And I mean, for guys like us, it makes us happy. You know, the more people that gets into the sport, you know, kids get into the sport, you know, adults, you know, it's something, it's a pastime. A lot of people need to understand that a lot of us fish, not because it's a way for us. It's for us. It's a way to escape reality. Some days, you know, stress levels are too high, you know, so, so much going on, you know, sometimes that little hour, two hours, on the water, you know, just literally just makes everything fade away. Yeah. I mean, like, look at it like a, like somebody, like a yoga, somebody does yoga or somebody that goes and hits some golf balls at the driving range. It's their release. It's, their, it's, it's how we bring ourselves back to feeling good. <laughs> and that, that's what fishing is for me. I, I get a nice, I get a nice calm feeling afterwards. My, my wife, she'll, she'll be like, you know, something's going on with you. you. You need to get out and go fishing. And when I hear that, I'm like, man, I must really got to go. Cause she doesn't like seeing me leave. <laughs> Gotcha. So, um, how do you do it? Are you a land guy, boat guy, party boat guy? What do you, what do you do? What is your poison? Well, 
my poison was I was a bank beater for the longest time. Like my, my two feet took me everywhere, wherever my feet could get me. That's where I was catching fish. Um, last March, I want to say I finally pulled the trigger on another kayak, which is my fifth kayak. Um, but it's been the most versatile one for me to allow me to do what I want to do with it. I've had some nice kayaks in the past. This one's probably, it's a Hobie compass. Um, and it's, it's opened up the world for me, essentially when it comes to fishing, I, I throw that thing on the top of my, my CRV and get rolling. Gotcha, man. Hobies are nice, man. I, I got a Hobie power skiff boat myself. So we're, we're in the uh, same situation. Yeah, man. But I still love beating the banks. I love beating the banks. There's nothing like, I, mean, I think, I think, a, yeah, I think a lot of us, that's where we start. That's where we cut our teeth, you know, banks, jetties, side banks, you know, that stuff. That's where we all started. You know, we're, we're not going to go back on that. Yeah, man. All Gotta right. Uh, the roots. Yeah. Reliving the roots. All right. We've got a little bit of your back intro. Now we're going to get back to our quick two shot questions and you're going to answer these as honestly as you can. Fire away. What are your top three species that you love to target? This is a revolving thing. It changes sometimes. It does change. But if, if you, you had... asked me last year, it would have been different. If you asked me the year before, it would have been different. But I got to say, sheep's head, number one. Number one. Okay. And it's hard. That's hard for me. I'm a fluke guy. So mm. fluke flounder, number two. Uh, number, number three. three I, number three. I might have to be able to guess that one. I'm going right, to see if you can get it. Let's see if you can get it. Number three, you've been having this big, big thing about speckled trout this year. I, I would say, it, I, th- I would say speckled trout and, and red maybe fish, red fish would together. be together. Yeah. I, I can't get enough of those fish. And you know, the way I fish for them, I catch them both side by side. So. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, they're fun, man. So uh, sheep's head fluke and speckled trout, redfish, same category. And notice, notice there's no freshwater fish in there right now. Yeah, I mean, just depends on my mood. Depends yeah. on the mood. Depends on the mood. Depends on the season. Yeah, you man. I, mean? That's all the... I, I I love my snakeheads. Love my walleye. But if you had a gun to my head, those were my three exactly three choices. All right. Last question. Last question. If you had the chance to take any destination trip, like literally, their money was not an issue. You had the perfect dates, tides, everything lined up. What would be your perfect? destination trip well i'd probably have to learn how to tighten up my fly fishing uh deal i'm very 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 green very googan when it comes to fly fishing but maybe like a bonefish fly fishing trip nice like a like a i've watched i've watched those bonefish or rooster fish those those two fish those are worth a destination trip both of them gotcha great answer i can i'm that's one thought on my bucket list too, man. Flies fly do fishing it, for bone. It. It's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. All right. At this time, I'm gonna reverse the role to you. Now you get to be the big host and interview me. All right. So across the way is my friend Qua. You know, we met um through fishing, obviously. Uh, our circles path, uh, our paths crossed. Um, I'm gonna say probably a year and a half ago, like uh, I would say probably, I mean, I, I've heard of this guy for a long time. I, I've known of this guy for a long time. I know he's a quality fisherman. I know he builds plugs in his, in his spare time when he has it. And he's, he's my guy now, man. He's my guy. He's my partner. But um, so how did you get started in fishing? Uh, I started fishing probably around the same age, three, four or five years old. Um, born and raised up in uh, 
Sunshine State, Florida, man, Orlando. So my backwaters were Cocoa Beach, uh, Sebastian Inlet, Jetty Beach, all those, you know, all those things that you've seen on YouTube, those destination places, those were my backwaters. That's where I cut my teeth, you know, snooks, redfish, stuff like sheep's head down in Florida. You know, those were like what my dad brought me up on. You know, to about 10, 11, they moved up here to Philadelphia and pretty much from 11 all the way up until probably 2015, I didn't fish. Like, I literally fell off the face of the earth for fishing. Uh, 2015, I don't know, I had the itch somehow, was on YouTube, like everyone else back in the day, just watching YouTube. Back then, YouTube wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, YouTube fisherman wasn't big as it is now. There are a few guys here and there, you know what I mean, making video. And uh, I saw this one kid, Johnny. You know Johnny. I saw his channel, looked at it a little bit, found out he's local from Philly, hit him up, you know, reached out to him. Hey, he said, yeah, you want to fish, man? Come, you know, come fish with me. You know, I think our first day out, we went up to uh, Barnegat Light. It was during that big gator bluefish run that, that year. Dude, first day out, we slayed him, and then I was hooked ever since then. I mean, he's been, he's pretty much been my fishing partner for a very long time. You know, we're always together. Yeah, it's it's been a good solid five years, and up until two years ago, you know, then I met you guys, and you know, you guys started getting me into like different more species, you know, snakeheads, bowfins, you know, we even attempted walleye, which didn't work out very well. The many times <laughs> I've gone down there. So, um, yeah, besides that, and then I've just been doing jerseys, especially the last year, year and a half, I've been really focused on South Jersey because apparently, you know, you guys introduced me to that fishery and, you know, it's kind of, I like it. I like the marsh, the flats. It's what I grew up on in Florida. So I told myself in the next few years, this is what I'm going to be focused on. I'm going to be a back bay flats guy you know, learn these waters and fish it hard. You know, I picked up a, uh, my, my skiff, my flat skiff last year, a Hobie power skiff, 15 foot. I'm getting, you know, getting this prepped up this year, whatever, pulling platform, a pole, everything. We're going to do the whole nine yards. We're just, you know, we're just going to learn these waters from day one. Um, but the last five, six, you know, four or five years, I've been really focusing on sheep's head. And if you guys check out my Instagram or even Dan's page, um, you'll see my sheep's head pop up there. You know, I've been really focusing, dialing them in. Like you said, we, me, Dan, and a couple other guys, we are, we search for unicorns. Anything in Jersey that you can't catch anywhere else, you, know, you can catch anywhere else down south. But in Jersey, if you catch it there, it's, it's considered a unicorn because they're very rare. So, I mean, that's what we're focused on. And Dan says that, you know, his number one species is sheep's head. He loves them. I love catching them because they're so elusive. Um, besides that, then, you know, the usual fall spring runs, I, you know, target stripers, front, back, fluke, tog, the usuals. We don't have too we, many fishes here in Jersey, but. Gotcha. Now we are very, tide chasers are very conservation heavy, but is there one fish that you enjoy eating more than anything else? They're fluke. I mean, if you want to count salmon, but I don't catch them. I just go buy them. But, I mean, for something that I catch uh, and do occasionally keep is fluke. Yes, you know, tie chasers and the and the guys that are associated with us are very conservative. You know, we pretty much release almost 99% of the fish we catch. And, um, yeah, you know, the only fish I harvest are fluke up to up to a certain size you know up to a certain size and then we harvest tog 
or blackfish, you know. But like I said, anything that gets into, you know, upper 10 pound range, double digits, you know, we release them because, you know, you know, it conserves our fishery as much as they can. You know, it's rare that you catch a double digit. And if you do, we'd like to release them. Absolutely. Preserve those fisheries because we don't know what they are up here in Jersey. Obviously, you can go down south and catch 100 sheep's head in a day and it's great. But up here, you know, two, three fish in a day is is a great day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if since we're on a sheep's head subject, what's your best day of sheep's head here in Jersey? I hooked up with six, landed three. Six and land. That's not bad. That's not bad of a day, man. No, it's, I was, I was thrilled. And then I took a trip in September down to North Carolina and caught over a hundred of them. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. We, we, we don't, we don't know how, how good, we don't know how hard we have it up there and nobody else knows how hard we have it in Jersey. It's, it's difficult. No, it's very difficult. They're a tough fish to catch. Yeah. You can't just walk, you can't go out in a day and expect to catch one. You get lucky. I mean, I think my best days was, I think we had 11 in the boat. That's you know, I mean, that was, that was pretty much 11 in the boat. We had one double digit that day. There you go. So, so like I said, you know, it's fishing, but there's days I've gone out and fished hard for 14, 15 hours and had one bite. You know what I mean? It's just like, sometimes it, it's worth that one bite. It's worth that one bite, man. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. Do. Yeah. All right. So as far as you go, I think after our conversations recently, I might have an idea of a destination like trip for you, but I don't, I don't think I can guess this because you've thrown me off your trail so many times. What one fish would cause you to pay all kinds of money and go all over the world for GTs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't guess that. I know we've talked about that in the past, but I wouldn't GTs. Guess but in the past, you know, you, you, we've been talking past two, three days, you, you know, I just, I've, I've been dreaming about muskies right now, but mm-hmm. If you, if I had the all inclusive paid destination trip, it would be fly fishing for GTs in the seashells out in out in Madagascar. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a trip. That is a trip. It's on my bucket list. So excellent. All right. Well, we interviewed ourselves. We, you know, we interviewed each other. We let you guys know know everything about us. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Dan. Dan's going to let you give you an idea of what's to come in the next few weeks, few months, few years, you know, however we're going to carry along this trip. He's going to let, he's going to let you guys know what to expect in the next few podcasts. All right. So basically what we're going to do, we have guests lined up um, quite a few, actually. We have guests lined up already looking to come on and talk with us about fishing. Um, it could, one day it could be fly fishing for trout. Another day it could be sheep's head. You know, we're looking to probably do a weekly podcast, uh, you know, about 35, 45 minutes in length. Um, just talk about fishing beyond that. We will also be adding some gear reviews, you know, some instructional videos and then some action videos as well at some point, but for now it's going to be the podcast. And, uh, we hope to, to fill a niche for a lot of the people in the mid Atlantic region that do not have something that they have to consume as far as fishing goes. I know me personally, I don't watch TV. I go to get on my TV now and I can't, I can't get on uh, Comcast and find world fishing network or any of the fishing channels anywhere anymore. So really what I do is I stream YouTube videos up to my, up to my TV and watch fishing. And then when I'm in my car, I listen to fishing podcasts. That's what people are doing these days. So we're trying to just, uh, you know, 
captivate our audience about some fishing and hopefully we uh, help some people pass some time. Excellent. And just feeding off of what Dan was just saying, you know, future podcasts, um, we just expect local fishermen, local talent. Uh, we'll be bringing on YouTubers. We'll be bringing on local tackle shops, you know, local tackle and bacon shops where you guys can find stuff. Um, head boat captains, party boat captains, charters, you know, pretty much the guys that know these waters. They're on the waters all day long, 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? They're doing their thing. We'll have them on there. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll trade in their little secrets or little tips here. But, you know, as every good fisherman knows, we're not, we won't be spot burning anything, guys. But no, 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 that's a no, no, but we, they, we will get, they will help you guys help everyone else catch more fish. That's just the end goal of what we have here, you know, for our, our area, you know, Jersey, South Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, PA, you know, Poconos, you know, all the way I mean, we'll, we'll probably even make it down to Florida, but you know, we're just trying to keep it local because, you know, this area really doesn't have, you know, that kind of, you know, feelings for fishing for podcasts and stuff like that so we're just trying to bring you guys something a little bit different we do have some crossover like there's some people further north of us and some people further south of us that we communicate with and that are going to be a value to bring on to our channel so we're, we're not we're not excluding anybody but the mid-atlantic is our home you know, yep. straight bass tog you know largemouth bass freshwater you know your rainbow trout those are those are that's the mid-atlantic with some exceptions so we're going to bring all that to you. Snakeheads are a new exception. We'll talk about snakeheads. We'll talk about bowfin. We'll talk about fresh saltwater, fly fishing, ice fishing, you name it. So we're going to cover all the bases. Yeah. Sounds like we got a big project coming ahead of us, Dan. Big project. We, you know, we just got to bring it for, we got to bring it to the people. Can't wait. All right. But what the closing comments, once again, ladies and gentlemen, just make sure you guys follow us on, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Alexa, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Castro, CastBox, and Podchasers. Also, once again, follow us on Instagram. You'll be able to find us at TideChasers underscore. Actually, it would be Tide underscore Chasers. Facebook will be coming up pretty soon. And once again, YouTube channels will be up. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for coming and listening to us today. Once again, we'd like to say tight lines, stick it with us. And Dan, close those comments out. Hey, thanks, everybody. It's going right. to be great. All right, man. Well, I'll check you out later, and we'll, we'll let you guys know. Keep an eye on us. We'll be, we will be uh, introducing our new guest preview in the next few days. And we will also um, announce on the Instagram page how you can find us on the other uh, social media platforms as well. So just keep an eye at the Instagram page. That's going to be basically the spider web out of everything else. Everything's going to happen there and we'll announce new video drops, new uh, podcast drops, all that good stuff from, from our Instagram page. All right, cool. Besides that, have a great night, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening.